0: Bismillah Rahman Rahim Alhamdulillah Hirabbil Alameen Was Salatu wa Salamu Allah Ashrafil Ambiyah Iw al Nabiina Salin Nabi na Muhammad wa ala allihi wa ashabi ajma'een Ama Ba'ad al-Salaykum ma rahmatu Lahi wa barakatuh. Allahuman fa' anabi ma' Adlam Tana wa Adlimna Mayan Fa'una wa R Zukuna Ainman Tan Fa'unabi Ameen Arab bilameen. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, we continue again with our fiqh of salah. And uh, we are currently on the chapter of Jama'ah and Imamah. So we're continuing tonight. Uh, we'll we move on straight to our next hadith, which is from Yazid ibn al-Aswad Radiallahu Annahu Sallama a Rasulilla Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Salat Subhi. Yazid ibn al-Aswad, he prayed with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salama salatu subh. Falamma salla Rasulullah. صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا هو برجلين لم يصليا بهما بهما ترعد When he prayed يعني yani he completed the salah there were two men who came who had not prayed with them there were two men that were present who did not make salah with them there were two men who were present who did not make salah with them so he called for them to come to him and they came to him out of fear yani they were shaking a little bit shaken out of awe and out of fear for the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. فقال لهما so he said to them مَا مَنَعَكُمَا أَن تُصَلِّيَا مَعَنَا what has prevent, prevented you from making salah with us so they said قَالَ قَدْ صَلَيْنَا فِي رِحَالِنَا we prayed in our in our resting places we prayed already in our resting places so he said فَلَا تفعلا don't do that. So when he says here, yeah, don't do that, what does he mean? He doesn't mean don't pray in your resting places. What he means is, if you come to the masjid and the imam is making salah, then don't do what you were doing. Meaning, don't stand there or sit around and wait. Rather... What should you do? If you have already prayed in your homes or in your resting places, ثُمَّ al الْإِمَامُ And then you come and you find the Imam. you, Salih, And he has not prayed. Then make salah with him. For then that will be a nafilah for you. That will be an optional or voluntary salah for you. Okay? Understand? The hadith is in Ahmad. له, wording, طيب, this hadith, when did this happen? This happened in the Hajj. حج. Hajjatul the farewell Hajj of the Prophet. And this was in Mina. This happened in Mina, in Masjidul Khaif. Right? Masjidul Khaif in Mina, the big, there's a big masjid there now. Masjidul Khaif. So. Again, when he said don't do that, what did he mean by this? He said, it could mean one of two things, right? It could either mean, don't pray in your homes. Or it could mean, don't do what you did now. Meaning, if you come to the mosque and you come to a jama'ah and the Imam is there and he has not prayed, or he's busy making salah, then don't do do what you did. Meaning, don't sit around, don't wait. Rather, join the jama'ah, join the salah. Understand? So that's the meaning by what he meant by, don't do that. And then what does he mean by, he say, for it will be a nafila for you. It will be a nafila for you. Okay, it's on fast mode. Um, it, it will be a nafila for you means? Yes, but what will be a voluntary prayer? What's going to be the voluntary prayer? so you so let's say it's now subah salah right mm-hmm. they've played already then they came to the masjid then the Imam was there so the Prophet is saying you should join so now you join with him with them. so it will be a nafila for you what will be a nafila the first salah you prayed or will, and this will now become the fard with the jama'ah or yes. the first will stay the fard and this will become the nafila understand either one of the two which one will be the Nafila? we say the second one will become the nafila. The fard will remain the fard. The fard will remain the fard. The second one over here will become the, the nafila for you. So even though you've prayed, you join the second jama'ah, this will become a, a voluntary prayer for you as opposed to you just waiting around, as opposed to you standing there. It's better to join the jama'ah. It's better to join the, um, with the Prophet So what does this hadith tell us? The hadith basically mentioned after Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam turned from his salatul subh, they were in Hajjatul Wada in Mina. He saw two men who did not pray with them. So clearly you could, I mean, the Imam turns around, he sees the rose, and then he sees two guys standing there or sitting there at the back somewhere by themselves. So naturally he said, Who are those two guys? Why did they not make salah call them? So they came out of now they were a bit worried, you know, to think what did they do? Uh, and out of all for the Prophet and great respect, they were a little bit shaken. So they came and he said to them, What prevented you from making salah with us? And they said, No, we prayed in now. Our resting places, you know, in Mina, this means the tents, wherever, wherever they were located in Mina. They prayed. And then he said to them, Next time, join the Imam and don't do what you did. And yani he don't just sit there, rather join the Imam. This will be better for you. Okay. This is basically what this hadith tells us. From the benefits of this hadith. Number one is. It's incumbent for a person to ask before he rebukes. Or before he denounces others. And this is a powerful lesson. Yani look at this hadith. The Prophet ﷺ he could easily have done what? Call them out. He said, why didn't, and call him out and said, those who don't pray with the, you know, he made a big statement. You should not come in the masjid and not pray. Or well, how can you not pray with the jama'ah? People react like this at times. But what did he do? He first asked, first inquired. Call them to me, bring them, tell them to come. So they came, what prevented you from praying with us? Understand the difference. What stopped you from making salah with the jama'ah? Surely there, there must be a reason as opposed to attacking them first time understand and this is a powerful lesson and this again can be applied to any circumstance in life you see a person making a mistake in the masjid you see him doing something uh, out of the ordinary something a little bit perhaps strange before you attack him before you jump on him before you rebuke him before you belittle him ask him brother, why is it that you decided to do this? What stopped you from actually joining the jama'ah oh, and so forth? This is the adab that we should learn from the Prophet sallallahu perfect adab. Um, and, and again, this is part of husnul dhan of a Muslim. A Muslim always has husnul dhan for his fellow Muslim. Yani when he sees, him, when he sees a mistake from him, he makes excuses for him. He covers up for him. He looks for an excuse for him as opposed to looking for a fault. Or as opposed to assuming the worst of him. The opposite which is su'udhan. And this is very much rife today. When we see something from our brother or sister or our musalli or whoever it is. What's the first thing we do? We attack them. Or we think the worst possible uh, uh, um, interpretation for what they could have done. This is su'udhan. And this is the sickness that we find today amongst majority of the people they see a person saying something doing something immediately they think the worst of that person as opposed to having good thoughts good assumptions and then asking perhaps why, what was the actual intent behind the statement or why did we not do this or why did you do that or why was it that i saw you walking with a woman you know before saying this brother's committing zina or before saying he's living in haram ask i noticed you were walking with this woman the other day you know i, I don't want to assume the words but i i saw it so i have to ask you she says that's my sister okay alhamdulillah understand before you jump to conclusions who was the woman that you in a nice way we ask was my sister alhamdulillah barakallahu feekum or was my wife and so forth Understand? This is how the, the ummah is supposed to be, that we make excuses for one another having and we think the best of our brother and our sister in Islam. Uh, and we don't jump to conclusions. Um, some people may use this hadith and say, it's not far to attend the masjid. Why? Because what did the Prophet wasallam say to these men? Okay, but these men made salah at home, right? He didn't, he didn't rebuke them, right? He didn't rebuke them and say, next time make sure you make salah in the masjid. He said, if you make salah at home, or if you make salah in your resting places, then, and you then come and you find the jama'ah, then you should join, as opposed to doing what you did and sitting, right? Yeah. So some ulama might use this and say, this is proof that you don't have to go to the masjid. Because the prophet I did not rebuke them are you with me the response to this is is what the response to this is is that this was a very specific situation this was a very specific case his response was to these men in their case remember the ruling that we passed when we said that it's fard for the muslim to be in the masjid we gave the evidences for that. We gave the evidences for that, one alhamdulillah. This, now, to use this and say, now you see, this counters all those evidences. This is a very specific thing. He was talking to these two men, if you pray in your places and then you come to the masjid, this is the thing. Because they were on Hajj. They were in Mina. The masjid was not like the masjid is today. A huge masjid that the whole of Mina can see, that's the masjid right and mina is quite big so if you're on the one end of mina and you make salah and then you take a walk and you come across a gathering of people making salah perhaps you didn't know the gathering was there perhaps you never knew where the masjid was especially back in those days when it was simple buildings no big structures it was just a musalla area this was the masjid perhaps they didn't know perhaps it was far away and by the time they reached, the, the imam was in the Sarah already. So they thought, well, wherever the jamaah is, we don't know. We're going to pray here and then we're going to leave. And so forth. There could have been various reasons why they were not in the masjid. But to use a hadith like this, which is a very specific case, not a general case. We take a general lesson in that. If you've prayed already and you come across a jamaah, join the jamaah. But the way he answered these men was don't do what you did. Meaning, if you've prayed and you come you need to join the jama'ah. But this doesn't mean that it's okay to pray in the, in the at home for no reason. Because we have the other hadith that proved the one who hears the adhan and doesn't respond to the adhan. Then there's no complete salah for him. And which other hadith that proves its fard? I I mentioned one The one who hears the adhan And doesn't respond There's no perfect salah for him There's at least another two hadith We can mention The The hadith of the blind man The hadith of the blind man He came and said Ibn Ummi Maktoum He said I don't have a guide To guide me to the masjid Can you give me a concession Prophet said Khalas take the concession And then he called him back And said Can you hear the adhan And he said, "Ah, yes, I can. And he said, you must answer the other. So even for him, he must come. Thirdly, the third evidence. We stressed on this evidence. Hmm. The hint will give away the answer. The hint is the firewood. Gathering the firewood. Right? I would have instructed them to start the salah, gather the fire, would go to the, of the men who were not in the masjid. Right? So those were general instructions. And if we say the case of Ibn Ummi Maktoum was specific, it's specific to a blind man. What, other, what about a normal person who's not blind? Who can see, who has his vision and so forth. He's, he should be there even more so. Taib? So, this was a specific case, and this doesn't mean that it's not far to answer. Those ahadith are clear that it's, you should be in the masjid, if especially if you are nearby. If you are far away, then that's, a, that's at least a valid excuse that the person has um, not to be in the masajid. And Allah knows best. Um, The other thing that this hadith proves is, is that a person should repeat the Salah if he finds that an Imam has prayed or has not yet prayed. If he has prayed and he finds the Imam has not yet prayed, he should repeat the Salah with him. Right? He should repeat the Salah with him. The niyah is to pray in 'ah jama'ah for an nafil, for an nafil Salah. So the niy'ah will not be to to remake your maghrib or remake your, your Fajr, your fard has been prayed. However you come across the Jama'ah, join the Jama'ah. So I'm joining the Jama'ah to pray with the Imam. But my niyah is, is, is as a Nafil Salah. My niy'ah is as a Nafil Salah, Wallahu A'lam. Some scholars said that this is applicable to all Salah except for Maghrib. Except for Maghrib. So if you prayed Maghrib, you shouldn't pray Maghrib again. Why? Because Maghrib is like a witter. Maghrib is like the, the witter of the night. Maghrib is the witter of the day. The odd number. Understand? So they say there's no two witters, right, in the night. So therefore there's no two witters in the, in the day. Understand? But this is Qiyas. This is an analogy that they are using. There's no actual evidence for this. So when we have this hadith which is general, you can't specify it with something which is Qiyas. Understand? So we don't accept that. Um... We don't accept that, we, if, we, if it happens with Maghrib, you pray the Maghrib again. With the intention of the, the Nafil Salah, basically. Understand? So there's no exception, basically. It applies to all of the Salah. So
1: what do you do? Um, did you make four
0: Akhahs or... <coughs> for
1: Maghrib?
0: No. As the Imam makes Salah. Three. Yes. As the Imam makes the Salah. Um, this also proves that you can do this repetition of the salah in a time where it is forbidden to pray even when it's a time when it is what forbidden to pray like after Fajr is forbidden to pray if you've prayed Fajr you're not allowed to pray until after the sunrise but in this instance is the source regarding Salatul Subh Fajr so the, the Prophet said to them, you should have prayed even though you prayed Fajr already which means let's say Asr the same thing once you've prayed asr the time is forbidden to pray until maghrib right but in this case you can pray the asr again if you join the jama'ah understand likewise we've mentioned before the nafl salah in those times is not is not allowed except if they say a reason so the salah in that time what, what is forbidden general nafl salah is forbidden general nafl salah is forbidden Three times during the day, after Asr till Maghrib, after Fajr till after sunrise, and the time period of Zawal, right, the time period of Zawal. So a general nafil is not permissible, okay, but if there is a specific surah you are praying, it's permissible to make, like you made Tawaf after Asr, and after the Tawaf you make two Raka'at, it's permissible. The reason you enter the masjid, tahiyatul masjid, it's permissible. There's a reason for that salah. There's a sabab you are praying. It's not just a general nafil. Istihara is the reason you are praying and so forth. Understand? Whereas just a general nafil stand up to pray to raqai for the sake of Allah, we said this should not be done. This should not be done because there's no specific reason that you are making salah. Taib? Um. The repeated salah will be the nafilah, right? The repeated salah will be the nafilah. Not the first one, but the second one. The first one will be the fard, the second one will be the the nafilah. What's the ruling on this repetition of the salah? Is it fard or is it mustahab? Allah knows best, but we say it's mustahab. Because it's nafila. It's nafila, It's better, right? It's better, definitely it's better. Um, and it shouldn't be avoided for, for, except for a reason, I would say. Understand? Is the person sinful? Allah knows best. But the Sheikh says it's nafila because, oh, sorry, it's not fard because the Prophet said it's nafilah. It's a nafila for you. It's not a fard upon you. Rather, it is nafilah. Wallahu a'alam. Um... So the Prophet said in this hadith, if you, uh, if you catch the Imam and he has not yet prayed, walam yusalli, he has not yet prayed, right? What does this mean? Does this mean he has not started the salah or does it mean he has not yet finished the salah? Um,
1: not yet
0: started. Okay, so what that means is if you say it's not yet started, then that means if you come into the masjid and the salah is started, then you don't need to join. But you said he has not yet started. The Prophet said, if you catch the Imam and he has not yet prayed. That's what it said, not yet made. So he has not yet made Salah. This could mean two things. It could either mean he has not yet started the Salah or it could mean he has not yet completed the Salah. If we say it means he has not yet started the Salah, that means if you come in and he has not yet started, then you must join. But if he has started, then you don't have to join. But if we say it means he has not yet completed the salah, it means as long as he has not yet completed the salah, then you have to join him. Are you with me? Well, that is the correct interpretation. So when we say he has not yet prayed, it means he, not, he has not yet completed his prayer. And he has not yet completed, meaning you catch the jama'ah, join the jama'ah. Whether he started or not. Understand? Whether he has started, or not right so now what happens is you join the imam let's say it's isha salah you've prayed isha already now you come to the masjid and the jama'ah is on the jama'ah is on so what happens is you join you join in the third rak'ah which means you catch up how many rak'ah two three and four so the imam makes taslim. He makes the taslim. He's done. He's made four. You've made two. What do you do? Make
1: taslim because two
0: two. Right. So either you can say it's a nafal. So I'm I'm complete with him. So he's made four. I'm going to make two. Right. I'm going to make two because it's still a nafal for me. That's what. That's what. what that's what. One possibility. Right. Or we can take the hadith of the Prophet who said, Whatever you've caught up with of the salah, then pray. Whatever you've missed, complete it. Whatever you caught up with, you catch up with him. And whatever you missed of raka'at, you have to complete. Understand? Which means, according to this hadith, if you've caught up with two and you missed two, you've got to complete the two. So even though it's a nafila, the point is you're going to pray the way the imam prays. So what's the correct view? You're going to pray the way the imam prays and the sheikh says this is the correct view. That if you catch up with the imam and he's ahead of you, you complete with him and whatever you missed, you've got to make that up as well. Even though it's a nafilah, it's a different type of nafilah. It's not like a normal two by two. Because sometimes it's going to be three Maghrib. Sometimes it's going to be four, Isha, Asr, Dhuhr and so forth understand so the sheikh says we stick to this hadith and we complete what should be completed and allah knows best and that brings us to another mas'ala that brings us to another issue and that is of the the traveler the salah of a traveler so let's say we jump and we hit the long road we're traveling we reach a town let's say just outside of cape town george right four to four four hours out of cape town We've driven, we get there, it's Maghrib time. Okay, magh, let is not use Maghrib, Maghrib won't work. It's Isha time. Right? It's Isha time. And, let's not use Isha either, because we're going to come to the issue of Jamr. Let's say it's Dhuhr time. Right? We get to Dhuhr time. The imam is praying how many raka'at? Four raka'at. He's resident. You are a traveler. What are you going to pray? You're su- you generally supposed to pray? Two, right? As a traveler. You're making qasr. But now you get to the masjid and the imam's praying four raka'at. What do you do? You have to pray four. You have to pray four because you have to follow the imam. What happens if you catch up in the third raka'at? So the imam's in the third raka'at and you join. So he finishes up and you've technically made your two raka'at. Right? So you've made the dhur with him, but you only made the last two raka'at with him. So you say, look, this is my dhur, uh, it's two raka'at, I'm a traveller. So I don't need to stand up and make the other two. Or does he have to stand up and make the other two? We say again, he must follow the Imam. It doesn't mean because you're a traveller, you can now make two with the Imam and the Imam made four. You have to make the same amount as the Imam. right we're going to get there we get to the salah of traveler no, okay. right we're going to get to the chapters inshallah but basically what you can do is one option is this one option is that when the imam is in the third rak'ah, you're only going to make three because you have to make maghrib first right and you're going to have to join the imam you can't make your own jamaah so when the imam is making four you are going to make maghrib with him making isha with him making isha so the one option is and again let's leave this for that chapter but what some of the scholars say what you do is when it's the third raka the imam is going to go upright all the way up you will then stay in the Tashahud. you will sit in the tashahood and you stay in the tashahood and you wait for the imam so you don't make four raka'at, you are making three but you will wait in the, the last tashahud until the Imam makes the fourth raka'at and he comes back and he joins and when he makes the taslim, you make the taslim with him. Understand? That's one option but we're going to leave that for the, the chapter of Salatul Musafir which is the next chapter that's coming up after these, uh, this chapter inshallah. طيب, we move on to the next hadith from Abu Hurairah عنه, which is a lengthy hadith. He said that Rasulullah sallallahu Li said The Imam has only been placed To be followed The Imam has been placed for what reason? He has been placed only to be followed The word innama in Arabic Inama means It's a difficult word to translate But it means something close, close to "inna in, it means something close to? Like only. It restricts the meaning. It, it means something which restricts the meaning. So it, it, uh, the imam has only been placed. For which reason? To be followed. فَإِذَا كَبَّرَ فَكَبِّرُ So when he makes the takbir, when he says Allahu Akbar, then فَكَبِّرُوا You should make the takbir. You should say Allahu Akbar. وَلَا تُكَبِّر حَتَّى يُكَبَّرَ and do not do the takbir until he has done the takbir. Do not say the takbir until after he has completed the takbir. وَإِذَا رَكَعَ فَارْكَعُ When he makes ruku, make Wa وَلَا تَرْكَعُ حَتَّى يَرْكَعَ And don't make the ruku until after he has done the ruku. وَإِذَا قَالَ سَمِعَ اللَّهُ لِمَنْ حَمِدَهِ When he says, سَمِعَ اللَّهُ لِمَنْ حَمِدَهِ Allah responds to the one who praises him. Say, Say, O oh Allah, our Lord, unto you is all praise. When he makes sujood, make sujood. Do not make the sujood until he has finished the sujood. And if he makes salah standing, you must make salah standing. And if he makes standing, فَصَلُّوا قُعُودًا And if he makes Salah sitting down, then you should make Salah sitting down أَجْمَعِينَ All of you. All of you. The Hadith in Abu Daud, with his wording The Sheikh says that the Asl of the Hadith is in Bukhari and Muslim. Okay. Another, in the wording of Bukhari and Muslim which is not mentioned here, it says فَلَا the Imam has been placed to be followed. عليه, which means, don't differ with him. So do not differ with him. Right? He has been placed to be followed, so do not differ with him. When we say that the Imam has been placed to be followed, what does this mean? Is this in every single issue? Is it in the apparent issues that we can see? Or is it in the hidden issues as well that we can't see? Like the niyyah like other issues that's that's unseen okay so if we say every aspect what does that what does that entail what does that entail now once you must remember every opinion we take has consequences right um so if we say it encompasses everything then that means that the imam and the ma'moon ma'moon has to be everything has to be in harmony Right? Everything has to be in unison. So that means if the Imam is making zuhr, can the Ma'moom make Asr behind him? No, no, no. Not, no.
1: Make asr.
0: If the Imam is making zuhr, can the Ma'moom make Asr behind him?
1: In a time of, uh,
0: of Asr. Like a traveler. Um, or if the Imam is making Asr, can the Ma'moom make zuhr behind him? Like a traveller, can you make dhur, like we said earlier, can you make maghrib with Isha? Imam is making Isha, can you make maghrib with him? But then they, then they are not in unison. Internally they have a different intention. His intention is what? Isha, your intention is maghrib. So this, what does this tell us? That the, this intention behind this hadith is that which is seen. It's things that are lahir, things that are apparent, not things that are batin. These are all hidden? Understand? Because if we say hidden things, that means whatever the imam says of tasbih, you must say. If you start Allah Akbar and you say Inni lilladhi opening supplication, and I come and I say Allah ma ma al I'm the imam. You differ with me. This is the problem? If we say it must be in all matters, then this could be a problem. Then technically be not following the imam. So we say this doesn't apply to issues that are not seen or heard, or cannot be seen, not apparent issues. It only applies to those issues which are apparent. The following of the the imam uh, applies to those issues which are apparent. That you follow the imam in those issues which are apparent, right? Um, And this is the correct view according to Shaykh Ibn Allah Wallahu A'lam. And this is what the hadith proves. This is what this hadith proves because the hadith says, What does the hadith tell us? The Imam has been placed to be followed, so don't differ with him. So if he says the takbir, is this a matter of hidden or open? open? Apparent. So say the takbir. If the Imam says, Al oh, makes Allah Akbar, what must you say? Allah. If the Imam goes into ruku, going to ruku. If the Imam goes into sujood, going to sujood. Uh, but don't precede him. Right? These are matters which are all apparent issues, not hidden issues. So the hadith basically tells us this as well that the witness when we use this hadith that the imam must be followed it applies to issues which are apparent issues and not necessarily issues which are which are uh, meaning it's not hidden issues issues that we cannot see or which hear which, are, which is not apparent to us and allah knows best right and there's many examples of this as i said the differing of the salah the one is praying far the one is praying sunnah so for example um how does this work how does that how does that happen the imam is praying sunnah and you pray far behind him can that happen let's say let's take fajr again for as an example so you prayed before you go to the masjid what do you do you pray your sunnah at home. You pray the two sunnah at home. Now you go to the masjid. And you come into the masjid, and what do you find? The Imams on the Musalla. He's on the Musalla, and he's standing there. And what do you do? You join him. You join him. Right? Or let's say he's in the rukur. He's gone into rukur. Okay? Because it's fajr, it could be reading loud, you would know. But let's say he's in rukur. And what do you do? You join him in the ruku'. Okay? So now you've joined him. And as he comes up, you follow him, he goes, he f- finishes the salah. And then what do you do? You stand up and you miss, you make up the one rak'ah that you missed. And then he says to you, I was only, that was my sunnah. So technically, he had the near of what? Of nafu, of sunnah, whereas you had the intention of a, of fard. The salah is valid. The salah is valid. Because the intention doesn't have to coincide in this instance. We gave the example of different salahs. We gave the example of recitation. May differ. That's the things are fine. Well alhamdulillah. Okay, Imam Ahmad ibn Rah- Allah, even mentioned, if you come into the masjid in Ramadan and the Imam is making taraweeh, the Imam is leading the Salah in taraweeh. You have not yet prayed Isha. You have not yet prayed Isha. What are you going to do? You cannot make Tarawih before Isha. So either, this is what some people do, they wait till the Imam is done. With the two rak'at, then they start the jama'ah. Right? Have you seen this in the masjid? They start the jama'ah, there's a jama'ah happening for Isha at the back, whilst the Imam is busy with Taraweeh in front. So the Imam is busy reading and at the back you hear another guy reading there at the back, loud because it's Isha, and he started the jama'ah with his family and friends. This is not the correct thing to do. What he should do is, join the jama'ah. Even though the Imam is praying Taraweeh, you will join him with the intention of Isha. And when he makes the taslim after his two raka'at, you stand up and you make up whatever you missed. Whatever you missed out on. Whether it's two or one raka'at. Right? Imam Ahmad, rahmahullah, mentioned this as well. So all of these things are permissible, even though the niyyah may be be different and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. فَإِذَا كَبَّرَ فَكَبَّرُوا says when he makes the takbir, you should do the takbir. يعني when he says Allahu Akbar, you should say the Allahu Akbar. Which takbir does it apply to? Takbiratul ihram only? Or all the takbirat? All the takbirat. Throughout the salah, every time the imam says Allahu Akbar, you have to say Allahu Akbar. It's far to say Allahu Akbar. Right? You don't just go down and follow. You have to say Allahu Akbar. This is the proof. When he says it, you have to say it. Okay? That's for the Allahu Akbar with so the takbirat. وَلَا حَتَّى يُكَبَّرُ And do not say the takbir except after he has said the takbir. Now, what does this mean? Right? This means you are not allowed to precede the imam. Very clearly. But when is the right time to say the takbir? When is the right time to say the takbir? So if the imam says Allahu Akbar and he goes down into sujood, at what moment do we say Allahu Akbar and follow him? As we go down. As we go down or as he goes down? Meaning?
1: No, yeah. we go down. So when he goes
0: down? Yes, but when do we go down?
1: After
0: him. At what point after him? Because as soon as he goes down, as he's busy going down, we can start going down. Right? Or we can wait until he's in sujood and then we go down. Understand? At which point of the imam Salah do we start to move, basically?
1: Right?
0: right? That's what this hadith is telling us. Hatta yukabbar means oh, until he has done the takbir. Until he has done his, um, his takbiris. So what this, the, what this tells us basically is that until he's done with the takbir.
1: So that means
0: even if you start getting you can Okay. Well, let's look at another hadith. Let's look at another hadith which will clarify what this means. There's a hadith in Bukhari and Muslim from Bara'a Al-Bara ibn Azib radiallahu anhu. He said that the Prophet sallallahu he used to make salah with us. And we did not bend our backs. Which means we never went down. Right? We never curved our backs or went started to move. Until Rasulullah was in sujood. حَتَّى يقع Until he went down into sujood. Then we went down into sujood after him. What does this mean? This means... You wait until the Imam goes down, he's in sujood, and then you go down. This is what these two ahadith are telling us. The one explains the other, understand? So when he goes into ruku' and he says, Allahu Akbar, and he goes into ruku', you wait until he's in the ruku', he's done, he's now starting, subhana Al azim, at that point you are starting to move, understand? This is what this hadith is telling us. So we are supposed to wait until the Imam is in position. Until he has gone down, he's in the sujood, now we go. Understand? And the same with the with the Rukur and Allah knows best. And he said Allahumma <laughs> Allah. Sorry, he said, when the Imam says Sami hamida.'" What does that mean? What does Sami hamida' mean? Sami Allah means Allah Sami'a means to hear, that's correct. Sami Allah, it could either mean one of two things. It means Allah hears those who praises him. Hamida, those who the one who does hamd, the one who praises him. Or it could mean Sami'a sometimes means to respond. It sometimes means to respond in Arabic. So it could mean Allah responds to the one who praises him and this seems to be the more correct view in this context Allah knows best because what do we then say we respond we respond and we say Allahumma rabbana lakal hamd. this hadith says you should say Allahumma rabbana lakal hamd. oh Allah our Rabb and to you is all praise and to you is all praise so this hadith mentions this method but there are other methods there's four methods at least that we, that we can do Allahumma rabbana lakal hamd. Oh, rabbana lakal hamd. Oh, rabbana walakal hamd. Or, Allahumma rabbana walakal hamd. All four is correct. All four is correct. You choose which one you want to do, or you can chop and change which is the best. Right? So, the how to remember is very easy. You get Allahumma rabbana lakal hamd. So, the two that we all know is Rabbana lakal hamd and Rabbana walakal hamd. The other two is just putting Allahumma in front of it. Allahumma Rabbana lakal hamd, Allahumma Rabbana walakal hamd. Understand? Simple. So, the hadith says when the Imam says, حميدة, Allah responds to the one who um, who praises him, we now praise him and we say, Allahumma Rabbana lakal hamd. O Allah, unto you is all praise. Oh Allah, our Lord, unto you is all praise. Okay? وَإِذَا سَجَدَ فَسْجُدُوا وَلَا hatta حَتَّى يَسْجَدُ U When he makes sajda, you should make sajda, and do not make sajda until he has made sajda. This is the same like we said about the, the issue of the ruku' Yani do not precede him, and you should wait until he is in the sujood, and then you go down, and you... Um, follow him so the sheikh says fal la bi the point is what is about the rukn and not about the the moving it's not about the movement it's about when he's in he's completed the rukn so the rukn is to move right from ruku or from standing position into ruku or from standing position into sujood that's the rukn it's about completion of the rukn is in the sujood, now we move. It's not about the the movement into the rukan. Are you with me?
1: So, following the Imam, he's in physicality, right? In presence only. And what about people that does salah online?
0: Online?
1: Mm. Follow the Imam online.
0: What do you mean online?
1: Online, so Imam stands in front, online.
0: Okay. You make Salah in front of a TV. Um,
1: like, um, like social media. So like you put
0: Makkah on and you make Salah behind the Imam of Makkah. Oh, or yeah, you
1: have the Imams in, a,
0: in a one place. That's not permissible. It's not permissible. Is that pure innovation? It's not permissible. Scholars have stated it's not permissible to make Salah in that case, in that, that, that uh, way. So,
1: meaning whoever makes
0: Salah that way, your Salah is not valid. Yes, unless he's now been taught by a certain scholar, then he may be excused. Right? Because he doesn't know any better. But ultimately that's not, that's, that's not a jama'ah. It's not a jama'ah. Right? Jama'ah, you are in the presence of the Imam. Even if it means you're standing far back, like in the haram. You could be standing down the streets. But you're connected to the Imam. Right? You're still connected through the sufuf And that's why, um, some like, like for example, in the hotels, they say you can pray in your room. If you can see the haram. If you can see the the Sufuf in front of you then it's you're technically connected because you're there physically right that's what the the the, the, the 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 hotels outside of the harams they have big musallas like in the zamzam towers in the hilton for example they have big musallas inside like masajid inside but it's, it's like connected because you can see the Sufuf. from the top you can look down you see the Sufuf. So some scholars say you can pray there because you're technically connected. It's not preferred, obviously. It's better to go down and so forth. But like for some of the women, they say it's permissible but you, because you're technically connected to the soft. But praying through television, praying through uh, online, yani, I'm sitting here and I'm leading you in salah and you're sitting in, in another area and another brother in London is following us another brother in this area is following us. That's not a jamaah that's not a jama'ah that's, there's no presence there this online is not a real presence right in, in that instance in terms of salah understand so that would be an invalid salah yes it would be an invalid salah and if the imam makes salah standing you must make salah standing right and the sheikh says this applies even in the naful salah even within a nafil salah so if you are praying a nafil salah meaning a salah which is not fard right and the imam stands you should stand with him even though it's not what a rukun of the of the, the Nafal salah to stand right if you wanted to you could sit in a nafil correct yes if you sit for no reason obviously if you sit for no reason you get half the reward okay. I'm talking about a nafu. You're not allowed to sit for a fard You're not allowed to sit for a fard unnecessarily Right But for a sunnah you're allowed to sit If you want to sit you can sit For no reason But you get half the reward Okay But if the imam is standing And you are part of the jama'ah You must stand Even if it's a nafu. It's not like a normal nafu where you pray by yourself you have to follow the Imam. Don't differ with the Imam. So therefore if the Imam is sitting, standing in the nafl, you must stand in the nafl. Like tarawih, Like tarawih. it's a nafl. Like Salatul uh, Kusuf. Salatul Kusuf of the eclipse and so forth. You have to. If he stands, you must stand. Understand? Unless you have a reason to sit. You have a back problem, your legs broken, you're old. That's different. That person's isn't he he's excused, right? But in, in a person who's healthy and fit, he must stand, he's not allowed to differ with the imam. And the sheikh says, most people don't know this. Most people actually don't realize this about the nafs issue. However, if you pray by yourself, you can sit, right? That is okay. وَإِذَا قَاعِدًا فَصَلُّوا and if he makes salah sitting down, then make salah sitting down, ajmaeen, all of you. To emphasize the matter. And because some people may not again understand this, Prophet is emphasizing it. Ajmaeen. All of you sit down. Okay? So what does this mean? This means if the Imam decides to sit or if he has a reason to sit, he's not feeling well and he sits down in the salah. Nefal salah. He sits down. In that case, everybody has to sit down and follow the Imam. Okay? The Imam is old and he stands and he leads the salah sitting down. Everybody has to who joins has to follow the has to follow the Imam. And he has to sit down as well. Understand? Even though standing is supposed to be, you know, you have to stand in the farm. But if the Imam is sitting, that falls away. The obligation of standing falls away, and the person is then allowed to, he should then sit because he has to follow the, the Imam. So
1: that is, a fault is the, the fault, Is the Imam for
0: you to sit? Yes. Yes. طيب فَإِذَا كَبَّرَ Coming back to the statement Ibn Uthaymin says when the Prophet said when the Imam makes takbir you should make the takbir what we, what we benefit from this is that one has to follow the Imam right and not precede the Imam however what we know is that there are four different um, Halat. there are four different situations that might occur Number one is, either you precede the imam. This is possible. Some people, they go ahead of the imam. Or, you go at the same time as the imam. Or, you follow him, or you are delayed from him. you understand? One of four things happen, and you see this again in the masajid. Some people are delayed. They follow the imam late. Some people follow properly. Some people are are on the border with the imam. As he goes down, they go down. As he's making the takbir, he's making the takbir. And some people even precede the imam. They're hasty. So they go ahead. Understand? That's one of four conditions that or, or states that might happen um, with a musalli. Right? The first is preceding the imam. Going ahead of the imam. Now if this happens with the takbiratul ihram. Let's say the imam is, is raising his hands. And what happens? He hasn't yet said Allahu Akbar, but he's, you know, he's about to start and he's taking his time and he's to, And the guy behind him says Allahu Akbar. So what has happened now? He's preceded, he's preceded the Imam. What's the ruling on his salah? Null and, null and void. The ruling on his salah is null and void because he start, his intention is jama'ah, right? The intention is to make jama'ah, but he's, he's already in the jama'ah before the Imam is in the jama'ah. So that jama'ah hasn't even started. So how can he be a follower of the imam if he started the salah before the imam? So the scholars say that person's salah is null and void. His salah is null and void. Then they differed over the other arkan. Like the, the, I'm not going to go into the opinions really Because some of them said if he, if, he, if, um, if he precedes him in the ruku' it's fine. But if he precedes him in two arkan, then that's not fine. But Ibn Usayyamin at the end of all of this discussion, he says, there's no real evidence for those statements. If you purposefully precede the Imam into a Rukan, your Salah is not in void. Khalas, because it's haram to precede the Imam. Why is it haram? Number one, he's been put to follow, to be followed as we've mentioned. Number two, the Hadith says that, um, does the person not fear that he raises his head before the Imam? That Allah might change his head into the head of a donkey. Or the head of a... Or he changes his body into the body of a donkey. Hadith is in Bukhari and Muslim. Does the one not fear who, who precedes the Imam, he raises his head before the Imam. Yani he comes up from or sujood before the Imam. right? He comes up before the Imam. Does he not fear that Allah might change his head or his body into the head or body of a, of a donkey? This is obviously haram then. If this, this type of threat and warning... And the hadith tells us what? This is not something minor, it's something major. It's something haram. It's a tahdeed, it's a threat. And if somebody does something haram purposely in the salah, salah becomes nullified. It salah becomes nullified. So therefore we say, based on this, we say, if you purposefully precede the imam, if it happens slightly by accident, right? It's one thing. But if you purposefully precede the imam, then your salah is null and void it's null and void okay if it happens by accident you sh- you should just go back in the salah and make sure that you are behind the imam like maybe you thought the imam went up and you went up by mistake or you were at the back and the mics went off and for some reason you came up at the sujood you thinking the imam had come up for example and you see he hasn't you go back down and you make sure that you stay following okay but you should not do that purposefully, especially. It might happen out of ignorance, it might happen out of mistake. If that's the case, the person should go back to following the Imam asap Right? Um طيب. As for now we, we're not gonna go into that. Al Hayataniyyah, the one who is with the Imam at the same time. He's with the Imam at the same time. So again, he starts attack ihram at the same time as the Imam. What's the ruling on this? As the Imam is saying, Allah, He says it at the same, Allah Akbar. Technically, what has happened? Is he following the Imam? He's not following the Imam, because at the same time, he's not behind. The, you have to be behind the Imam. So again, the ulama say on this, his Allah is not void, because on the Takbiratul Ihram, especially, he has not led the Imam. What does the Hadith say? when he makes the takbir then you make the takbir it has to be after not the same time if you are at the same time you are not following him you are with him you need to be behind him right so in this case we say not for the takbiratul ihram and for all the other arkan you should not be in line with the imam you should be behind him in terms of his actions not equal to him Um, The third case would be Mutaba'ah Where you're following the Imam You're behind him Closely behind him Right The ruling on this is This is what we want to be This is where we want to be It's closely behind the Imam Not in line Not ahead And not too far back either This is where we want to be Just behind him He says Allahu Akbar We say Allahu Akbar He says Allahu Akbar He goes into Ruku' And we we go into Ruku' Allahu al-Manhamidah, he's standing. We says, we come up and we follow him. Allahu Akbar is in sujood, we go down. Allahu Akbar into sujood. And so this is the sunnah. This is what we want to be following. Right? Some people, they purposely delay themselves on the imam. How so? And this is the fourth case, where they delay themselves. Simple example, common example. The imam is in sujood. Right? And he comes up, Allahu Akbar. What happens? The person stays in sujood. Why? He wants to make dua in sujood. You see this in the masajid. You see this happening. That he wants to make dua in the sujood because it's a sunnah. It's a good time to make dua, su- right? So what does he want to do? He stays in the sujood. The imam is in the tahiyat, halfway through the tahiyat. And that guy is still in sujood. He's delayed now. Right? This is against the sunnah. It should not be done. If you want to make dua in the sujood, home and make sunnah and make dua in the sujood pray by yourself and make as long as you want when you in with the imam you follow the imam the imam has been placed to be followed so don't differ with him understand that is fard the fard comes before the sunnah of making dua in the in the sujood so we don't delay ourselves another example the imam starts allahu akbar the guy comes in what does he first do he stands around or he takes out the muswak. So to use the miswak, which is also sunnah. Before the sarah is to use the miswak. But the imams already started. You need to follow the imam. There's a special reward in that. So put the miswak away, Allahu Akbar, and start. Follow the imam. Don't delay. This is also a problem where you are too far behind the imam. So you need to be in the middle. This is the middle path. The middle path is just behind him. Just behind him. Not in line with him, not ahead of him, and not too far back either and um, unless for example the imam is very fast this, this is sometimes a problem so in the soft sprayers for example in the third rakah maybe or the fourth rakah what happens is he makes the fatiha very quickly and you're still busy with the fatiha right this can become a problem sometimes because you want to complete the fatiha it's a rukun and he's already in the rukun and you know now you need to catch up This could be where you maybe are delayed from the Imam, but that's for a reason, a valid reason, because you need to finish the Fatiha, which is a rukun of the Salah. So that's one occasion where you could understand why the person is slightly delayed. Understand? But otherwise, if the Imam is praying normally, you should not purposefully delay yourself from the Salah. Some of the benefits of this Hadith. Um, We mentioned the four different categories. Either you're ahead, problematic. You could nullify your Salah. Or you are in line, also problematic, you can also nullify your salah, depending. Or you are just behind, which is the sunnah, or you are behind, which is again makru or haram. Depending. Could be either makru or it could become haram. The point is, don't do that. Don't do that. Another benefit of this hadith the Sheikh says is when what does the hadith say? When the Imam says Sami Allah, what must you say? <laughs> Allah rabbin alkalham. This hadith says, right? The, the hadith doesn't say what? That you should also say Sami Allah Hun So, this is why some scholars like Ibn Uthaymi say, when the Imam says Sami Allah Hun hamidah, the mu'min don't have to say Sami Allah Hun they just respond. Because what does the Imam say? Sami Allah Hun hamidah, Allah responds to those who praise Him. What do we do? We praise Him. Sami Rabbana lakal Hamd, Allahumma Rabbana lakal Hamd. So, we immediately stop, we immediately respond. Because Allah responds to those who praises him. So we immediately respond. Are you with me? Yeah. Uh, but other ulama say that you should still say "Sami Allah. I think Sheikh Abani and others, they say you should still say "Sami Allahul Man But the text doesn't necessarily say that. And also the logical evidence in that um, you don't, yani you just respond to what the Imam is saying. That Allah hears or responds to those who praise him. So we respond and we say, Allahumma rabbana lakal Hamd." um should you follow the imam, question a few weeks ago, months ago <laughs> look we spoke about that issue yeah. and we said if the imam is reading out loud yeah. and he reads the fatiha you need to listen to the fatiha firstly <laughs> Do you then have to repeat the Fatiha after him? No. Where he says Wala Amin"? Now you start to read the Fatiha But now he doesn't give you time Right? Because a lot of these scholars say It's a bid'ah to, 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 to pause Right? So what happens is The Imam just starts reading khalaq Right? So what do you do? Either you're going to listen to him Or you're going to read the Fatiha We spoke about that mas'ala back then We said there's at least two opinions on the issue Either you are of the view that you must read the Fatiha, because there's no salah for the one who does not read the Fatiha, or you're of the view is that the Imam's Fatiha takes place, takes the place of the Ma'mum's Fatiha. Those were the two views we discussed. And I said and we discussed it in detail, back and forth, we mentioned the opinions and the arguments. At the end of the day, we both saw that the both views are very strong. Both views has a sound a reasoning behind it. The view I personally follow, I'm not saying you have to follow this view, the view I personally follow is, it's closer to caution to just recite the Fatiha. It's safer for you to read the Fatiha. So even though the Imam may be reading, and this is what Ibn Uthayyman says, have sober and just read the Fatiha, because at least you know for certain you read the Fatiha. Whereas the one who didn't read it, there may be that potential doubt that, look, I never read it, and there's no salah for the one who doesn't read it, Does the Imam's Fatiha count for me or not? There's dispute over that. So the safest thing to do is just to read it. That's the safer of the two views. And Allah knows best, right? That's the summary of what I said back then, which I said in a lot more detail. But I personally follow this view because it's the view of, I think, the majority of the scholars. Imam al-Bukhari has a book on this where he proves this as well. Um, And it's also the safer of the two views. It's the safer of the two views but what we were talking about here yeah, what i was talking about now is the soft rakaat where the imam reads softly and he reads very fast and you only can and he's down allahu akbar you still and he's coming up already it's a problem but you need to finish that fatiha and then try to catch up as quick as as quickly as possible so what you could then do is Amin, you go allahu akbar subhanahu alaihi and you come up because you need to catch up so you can you know, just maybe say it once as opposed to thrice and so forth. Um, the Sheikh then says, should you follow the Imam in certain issues like Raful Yadayl? So let's say there's a Hanafi Imam making Salah. The Hanafi Imam doesn't raise his hands in the Salah, which is the Sunnah. Are we going to follow him in that or not? Right? We say "No, you stick to the Sunnah in these issues. Stick to the Sunnah because this is apparent Sunnah, strong Sunnah issues. Follow it. Follow the Imam in the other issues, in going down, coming up, and so forth. But in terms of, let's say he doesn't sit according to the Sunnah, or the way he puts his feet, you know, with Tawarruk or Iftiraash, sitting on the left foot, foot, right foot upright. Sunnah way of sitting, the Imam doesn't do it. does it mean we must follow him? You follow the Sunnah, you, you, you make Salah according to the Sunnah in, in, the, in the rest of the Salah. But here and there, in the way that he goes up and down and following him, you need to follow him. And Allah knows best. Then there's another masalah that the Sheikh mentioned which is very important. And that is the person who makes salah sitting down. Right? The one who has an excuse. Like an old person or a person who has uh, physical problems. He doesn't make salah standing. Right? He has a, a valid reason. So the Imam is standing but he makes sitting. Right? Must he make the takbirat ul-ihram standing up? Or can he make the takbiratul ihram while he's sitting? You understand? So some ulama and many of the ulama have said this. If you are going to make salah sitting down, you should first stand, Allahu Akbar, and then sit down. You should say the takbiratul ihram while standing. You understand me? Then you can sit down. But Ibn Urthaymin differs with him and he says, if you have to sit, then sit. There is no reason to make the takbiratul ihram standing and maybe I should do more bach on this issue because I did read a number of scholars that said you should it standing and then sit down right but Ibn Uthaymin says if you are going to sit then sit and say that takbiratul ihram whilst you are standing understand if you want to be on the safe side stand up and say it and then sit down technically speaking the one who sits in the prayer he's supposed to stand for as long as possible so if he can't stand he must stand but maybe he only sits for the ruku and the sujood. So then he must sit for that only. But when the Imam is standing, he must stand. That's the way it's supposed to be. You must stand with the Imam if you are able to stand. If you are unable to stand, then you sit. So for those people, do we say, stand up and sit at takbir and then sit? The Sheikh says, no. If they need to sit the whole way, then let them sit the whole way and let them do the takbiratul ihram also sitting. Right? But the person who's going to make So, during a ruku, sitting, they must stand up to takbir, and the whole time when the imam is standing, unless while they're standing they start to get pains and so forth, and perhaps they can sit. Understand? But you shouldn't have the intention of just sitting for no reason. Obviously. Um, Obviously, now he has a a valid reason to sit. Um, But as long as he can stand, he must stand. Is that clear? What if the Imam makes Qunut in Fajr and you're of the view that it's a bid'ah? Must you follow him or not?
1: No, but
0: you don't make Qunut but you stand. Right? Um, imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal said, if you are following Imam who makes Qunut in Fajr then follow him in that and make, say Amin for his Dua as well. Say Amin for his Dua as well. Even if that's a bid'ah according to you. Because the Imam, according to him, it's not bid'ah. He is of a different opinion. So in that case, you are a follower of the Imam. So you need to follow him in that as well, and Allah knows best. You need to follow him in that as well, and Allah knows best. Um, That's the end of the hadith. I'll just finish the next one. It's very short. from Sa'id ibn al-Khudri radiallahu anhu anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ra'a fi ashabihi ta'akhuran. Sa'id al-Khudri says, Abu Sa'id al-Khudri says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa saw some of his sahaba they were a bit delayed They were standing at the back. They were taking the time to come to the front. So he said, taqaddamu, come to the front. fa'tamu bi, and then follow me. Walya'atammu bikum man ba'dakum, rawahu muslim and then those who are behind you can follow you those who are behind you can follow you the hadith is a Sahih Muslim what does this hadith tell us? don't sit at the back don't wait at the back don't stand around and come to the front follow the sufu from the front and you need to get as close to the Imam as possible this is the best and then follow the Imam and those behind you will then follow you understand? so the issue of following the Imam Those behind the imam can't really see what the imam is doing, but those who are right behind him they can see, so they will follow, and those behind them can sort of follow them, those behind them can follow them, and that's how it's supposed to be, that's how it should be, understand? In fact, in another hadith he said, in another version he said, people will continuously be keeping themselves behind until Allah puts them behind. So the Muslim shouldn't be someone who delays himself all the time. He waits around at the back. He doesn't follow the sufub. He waits for the last row. He sits at the back. He comes late. You should be early. You should be as close to the front as possible. Or, lest Allah puts you back. Allah delays you from his khair and his mercy and his barakat and so forth. Wallahu al-musta'an. From the benefits of this hadith is, we see how the Prophet sallallahu took note of the sahaba. As a leader, as an imam, as a father, as a, and as a you know, he, 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 he looked out for them. If he noticed them doing something, he would call them out. Not individually, and as to insult them, but to rectify the affairs, to keep them guided and so forth. And this is what the imams of the masajid should do, the sheikh says. The teachers should do, the father should do. When you notice something in those who are supposed to be following, you rectify them you bring them closer you, you, because people naturally become heedless and negligent and so forth the leaders should do this should make sure that they pay attention to their, their flock whether it's a father whether it's a teacher whether it's a member of the masjid whether it's a, a leader of a city of a, of a country they should take note of their of the flock and make sure that they are um, paying attention to them right another benefit or the last benefit of this hadith is it's permissible for those behind the Imam to look at the Imam. Without moving their head too much, right? Or just moving the head slightly, you're allowed to look at the Imam slightly. Just to make sure that you're following him correctly. And I think I did mention this before in previous ahadith. Allah Azza wa Jal knows best.